0: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Levar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you here. No Brady Quinn. Yes, he's going to be back on the show. Everybody just relax. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country and wherever you are making us a part of your Monday morning, we appreciate you doing so. We are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific and we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast, free shipping. Free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So, we were talking earlier in the show about Antonio Brown. Uh, He decided to go on Tyreek Hill's podcast, which, by the way, we still got to get to the bottom of what happened with Tyreek Hill. Did he or did he not tell somebody I could buy you and the boat at the marina after he slapped somebody? Like, there's conflicting reports on all that. God. I mean,
2: if he never said that, then I totally exposed myself for no reason, right? When I gave my example. I'm glad you finished that thought just now. Yeah. So
0: go ahead. Because when you said, uh, if you would have just let it sit right there, yeah. people would have been asking several questions. Like, what do you mean you exposed yourself? Yeah. yeah. So at least. Well, uh, at I least mean, we, well, we
2: are on. talking about AB.
0: Yes. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, nothing is.
2: Outside of the realm of no, possibility, that's,
0: that it that is fair. Uh, can we hear the Antonio Brown uh, yet again? For those that have missed it, uh this is Antonio Brown's latest claim on the Tyree Hill podcast about what went wrong with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He talked about Tom Brady, Alex Guerrero giving him a hundred thousand dollars to work on his body, him being banged up, him walking out on the on the team because uh, during the Jets game. This was Antonio Brown's side of the story.
3: We about to play the Jets, and this week I'm really hurt. Like, So I'm like taking pictures to the coach, like, Coach, man, are we going to win the Super Bowl? Man, I think I need to just take these last two weeks, at least like, recover up so I could give you my best when we to the time that I mean the most So we here to win the Super Bowl. So the coach like, hey, man, we ain't resting. So Tom called me like, yo, this week, man, the Jets, man, they sweet, man. I'm going to hit you with like 10 to 12, so he done gas me up. So, you know, me, that's all I needed to hear. Like, yo, you going to throw me the ball? This like me saying, like, I got a new crib. These guys don't even care. So now I come playing the game, I'm hurt. Like, I'm in my zone, I'm super hurt. And it's like, yo, I might hurt myself more. And they're they not really trying to put me in a good position. Like, I'm not out here to hurt myself. I'm out here to help you guys win. I mean, getting the ball, help you move the chains, get in the zone. So right now, we at a different time right now. You guys not trying to see none of that. You guys is mixing me with, like, he don't want to work with me. I'm paying him. You don't want to throw me the ball, and you making me like I'm crazy. So it's like, I'm crazy? F*** all you, I'm out of here.
0: So, again, that's Antonio
2: Brown on the Tyreek right. Hill podcast. Can, can we go back to the beginning of the podcast and just play the first part? Like, now listen to it right now and think to yourself, I sent texts saying that I'm hurt during the week. Now, he's talking about being hurt, but then he says he talks to Tom Brady And once Tom Brady gassed him up, he was like, all right, I'm going to play. Check. Just listen. Just listen.
3: First part. We about to play the Jets, and this week I'm really hurt. Like, so I'm like taking pictures to the coach, like, Coach, man, are we gonna win the Super Bowl, man? I think I need to just take these last two weeks at least, like, recover up, so I could give you my best when we to the time that I mean the most. So we here to win the Super Bowl. So the coach like, Hey, man, we ain't resting. So Tom called me like, Yo, this week, man, the Jets, man, they sweet, man. I'ma hit you with like 10 to 12. So he done gas me up. Stop. So you know me, that's all I needed to hear. Like, Yo, you gonna throw me the ball? This like me saying like, I got a new. Crib.
2: Cut off right there. If you're gonna throw me the ball, I'm good to go. But if you ain't gonna throw me the ball, I need to rest up. Yeah. I'm hurt. I I can't play. Give me two weeks. And I think But if you're gonna throw me ten balls, I'll get out there and play.
0: And I think there were incentives also in his contract that it would have behooved him to go out there and play hmm. and, and and be productive. If,
2: and if if you're hurt, if you're hurt to the point of where you got to ask not to play for two weeks, that's not a conversation that, first of all, takes place via text. That's first and foremost. That's that's one thing. But then secondly, if you're texting your coach and you're saying that, then your medical staff isn't doing what they need to do. Right? I mean, that's that's got to be one of the conclusions. If, if your player is saying, yeah, I need two weeks, I feel this way. I'm hurt. Like, I'm hurt. I'm not out here to be hurt. But if you want to throw me the ball 10 times, like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to play. It just sounds sounds a little curious to me. It sounds a little off to me. It's hard to decipher where the truth is and what it is that he's saying. And, again, when you're talking about receivers, the one thing that you can say for certain you know about receivers is they want the ball. And when they're not getting the ball, they're upset. That's through that's historically how receivers are. And not all of them are like that, but a lot of them, that's how they're wired, because that's just what it's it's they want the ball. You can never give me what was Keyshawn's book called? Just get me the damn ball? Yeah. Something like, like that. Yeah, you can never give a receiver the ball too many times. So I just think that he was conflicted with wanting. He probably truly wanted to. Nobody's ever going to question that man's work ethic. Oh no, and you're not going to question his heart and his will to compete. But what you will question is is his his way of going about communicating his his way of handling frustration and 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 being a a, a dependable teammate. That's what you will question. And I don't think anything that he said during Tariq Hill's podcast would dispel anything about him being a horrible teammate, uh, malcontent, uh, a diva. Um, I just don't think and, – and and none of it justify why he would leave the field the way that he did. Like you created a scene after they told you – some, oh y'all calling me crazy? Like okay, so what is it like? we you're you're going for crazy because they called you crazy? You want to see crazy? I'm gonna be crazy. But I, I think that the biggest point here that that has been made, and I think you made it earlier, is where's
0: the self accountability? It's like his his lack of self awareness is mesmerizing. I'm not saying this to be funny. I admire it. Like I wish I had that. I wish I wish every time I made a mistake. I could, I could find something within me and buy into... No, no, that wasn't your fault. That was their fault. That was somebody else's fault. You did everything exactly the way you should have. It was all them. Like, I wish I had that in me. I just don't. And he threw, I had his entire career. That's been the approach. Zero accountability. No self-awareness. Everybody else's fault. He did also talk about uh, having to take Toradol. Uh, he called it Batman fuel. So I know, I know uh, well, he was accurate. On one, at least he was accurate on one thing. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. So the Batman fuel is, the, is the, the factual statement of everything that Antonio Brown said in that podcast. Yeah, I with, just,
2: uh, I it just, it. I don't know. It, it, it It's sad that you could have the type of career that he had and be where he is now. And it's, it's a joke. It's comedic relief. Or it's the opposite uh, end of the spectrum. It's just very, very concerning. Like you can either look at it and me, I tend to look at it from the standpoint of he shows all of the behavioral traits and the tendencies of someone who could hurt themselves, who could, could potentially do something to end their own life. Like those are the things you see him him to me exercising and that that is horribly concerning because again for him to be that disconnected for him to kind of speak the way that he's speaking i don't i don't find that to be intelligence at play i find it to be someone who is who is searching for for seeking attention and and he's doing things because it's almost like everything is spiraling out of control and it's spiraling so fast that you can't, can you, you just you can't handle it and and then you'll sit back and we'll look back on all of these interviews and we'll say you can clearly hear that he needed help you could clearly hear that that he was was not in a good space and and to me that's what's most concerning and when you look at it from the opposite end of it makes his career seem like like it's like it's a joke. Like how's this guy taken seriously? It, it just it, it just seems to me for as brilliant as a career as he had, for him to be where he's at right now, something has to be wrong. Something is not right. And that doesn't mean being brilliant at playing football means that you're You're a dope person. There's been people that aren't good people that have had brilliant football careers, but just hearing the way that he speaks and, and, and hearing the things that he says, I I don't know, man. It just sounds, it sounds as though there is a, a mental health element to this that I hope somebody is. And if I'm wrong, then let me be wrong because professionals professionals said that he's good. This is just who he is. I'd rather hear that than to not hear that at all, and then eventually something bad happens, and it's like, man, we were saying that all along.
0: At some point, though, you you can try and and I think multiple times in his career people have tried to help step in, guide him you know, have his back I mean, a bunch of times look, I, I would love to know, I don't think Mike Tomlin would ever talk about this but I would love to know how much of a pain in the ass he was to deal with in Pittsburgh, because they did a damn good job keeping it under wraps until they couldn't do it anymore, yeah. and it was like alright, Guy showed up uh, in a mink coat on the sideline and just left at halftime, and then gets you know doesn't want to play for Buffalo. They tried to pull off a trade. Doesn't want to play for Buffalo. Goes to the Raiders. That whole thing was a was a, a mess. The the cryo chamber. It played out on Hard Knocks. It was great for HBO. Then he he leaves there. You know the the Patriots get him. He he plays well in his one game. Then there's you know an accusation against him for you know sexual battery or assault, and so they have to cut him. And then he go there's just there's been so many times where people have tried to step in and have his back that at some point you either have to help yourself or it just is what it is. Yeah. And I, and I think people are at the point that we're like, dude, he's gonna do what he does, and and there's nothing we can really do. To and sometimes and help
2: that's it. how it plays out. Sometimes that's how it plays out. I'm 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 hoping and wishing the best for him honestly if it is something that is related to mental health, but if it's not mental health related and this is just how he's he's handling things then you know it's just kind of like, well, maybe he's trying to be as outrageous as he can possibly be to continue to keep the attention on him and keep a spotlight of sorts on him and what he's doing. And we all know that influence in these days and age leads to monetization. And if he can continue to have people you know paying attention to his antics, he can use that to his advantage to monetize himself.
0: bidding it booming,
2: I mean if bidding it booming in that regard, then I guess more power to him. But if that's the, if these are the things that you have to resort to in order to be able to have bid it booming, then, I guess, to each his own.
0: It's two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you. You can listen to this show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, though, from somebody who should have been a Hall of Famer to somebody who is saying they're not, and it may be because of their own team, we'll tell you who that is right here on Fox Sports Radio. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hey, man, you get one life to live, brother. You get one life <laughs> to live. That is true. Yeah. Oh, one man. life to live.
0: <laughs> it's like, oof. Uh, <laughs> oof impromptu karaoke. Uh, (laughs) It's two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LaVar Arrington, Jonas Knox with you. You can listen to this show again, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. So coming up, uh, we'll call it a little over 20 minutes from now. We're going to close up shop here on a Monday with another edition of You In or You Out, and it'll be yours here from the TireRack.com studio. So we were talking, obviously, the Antonio Brown stuff is out there, him staking his claim on Tyreek Hill's podcast as to what went wrong with Tom Brady and the Bucks, and you know why he walked off the field the way that he did so on and so forth and we were discussing look Antonio Brown's got Hall of Fame credentials this is a guy you look at and go if things would have just ended smoothly Hall of Famer not even 35 years old careers gone full-blown disaster arena teams a disaster they're they're now out of the league like everything he touches has turned to crap over the past couple of years And then the conversation turns to another wide receiver and one that is not in the Hall of Fame either, one that didn't have all the off-field issues but might have himself acclaimed for being a Hall of Famer, and that would be Rod Smith, the former Broncos wide receiver. Hmm. He was speaking with Chris Thomason of the Denver Gazette about his Hall of Fame candidacy and said the following, I feel I'm deserving, but I don't get to vote. We had a 1,000-yard rusher every year I was there, except for one. You've got to look at my complete body of work. During my era, we won more games than just about anybody. At the end of the day, what I cared about more than anything was winning, and they can't take the Super Bowls away from me. Now, for the record, Rod Smith, 849 catches, uh, over 11,000 yards, 68 touchdowns, and.
1: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The two Super Bowls. So he's a finalist for the Hall of Fame. He's not gotten in yet. To, to his point, you know, he doesn't get a vote. He feels like he's got the resume, but he doesn't have the vote. And then when he points to... They were a run first offense. The fact that he was able to have the production that he had in that offense on Super Bowl winning teams, it feels like Rod Smith should be a Hall of Famer. All right.
2: So that's a lot there. Okay. And and here's the reason why I'm gonna say it's a lot. Because you look at Shannon Sharp, who were who was on those same teams, all right? Yeah. Four time, first team, all pro. Was a one-time second-team All-Pro. Eight-time Pro pro Bowler. Won the Super Bowl three times. All right? You look at Rod Smith, two-time Super Bowl champ. Never been a first-team All-Pro. Second-team All-Pro twice. Went to the Pro Bowl three times. I, I um... I don't know that those are I know he has a, a nice stat line on some of the things that he's done I think that it's a hard that's a hard one That could be a long shot because he didn't while his stat line is good his personal his personal personal accomplishments might make it difficult not ever being a first team all pro may make it difficult. I I would tend to think that if you're an all pro first team once or twice, at least two times, you're in the conversation. If you're a pro bowler four to five times with that that first team all pro at least two times, I think I think you with his statistics you have to think that he is worthy of of getting a Hall of Fame bid at some point in time.
0: So he's got three Pro Bowls on his resume. Now, I mean, for what it's worth, in my opinion, I mean, if you got three Pro Bowls, like it almost doesn't even count. Three Pro Bowls is like nothing, in my opinion. So anybody it, in the it's, NFL it's, that's, ever, that's ever gotten three Pro Bowls, I mean, I don't even think it counts, personally. So look at look at Brian you Mitchell. See, you see what I'm doing there, by the way. See throwing some shade at you. See what I'm doing <laughs> Is there? that what you? right. Well, yeah, that? because you had three Pro Bowls. See what I'm doing there. I mean, trying to knee in the nuts on a Monday morning. That's all right. That's, <laughs> so
2: but I kind of was agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> you're like at that that peak. You're 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 at that like you're 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 almost at that point of where you have to go beyond that 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 third Pro Bowl. And you gotta knock down at least two to three more <laughs> before it really lo- st- feels like it's Hall of Fame
0: worthy. Oh, bro, three Pro Bowls. I don't look, and this isn't the Pro Bowl nowadays where it's like, all right, uh, wh- whoever just is willing to say yes, we'll send you to Vegas. Just hope you're not in an elevator with Alvin Kamara. Like that's that's all we're hoping for nowadays when oh, it comes to the Pro God. Bowl. But like back in it, man. Pro Bowls back when you guys were going when it was a real Pro Bowl and you'd go to Honolulu that was a real Pro Bowl like that was an an honor that was an achievement so to
2: make to get nominated and to be a first a first entry Pro Bowler was the thing when I was in the league like what what, see what bothers me this is what really bothers me every time I went to the Pro Bowl I was a start they called it starters is what it was I was a starter voted into the Pro Bowl you had starters and then you had alternates what i hate is when i see somebody in the statistical category of being a pro bowler eight pro bowls right but they were like an alternate seven times like that's not you're you're not more of a pro bowler than the starter you're you're an alternate And alternate means you were good, you just weren't as good as the guy that went in front of you. Now, some will argue, uh, everybody talks about their snubs and this, that, and the other and all that. I get it. But the bottom line is back then it was you voted starters. Starters was like being an all-pro. You're like first team. Alternates were a first teamers, the people that got voted in didn't couldn't didn't want to play or couldn't play because they, you know, were still in the playoffs or or in the Super Bowl or whatever. That was how it was interpreted back then. Like I have three real Pro Bowl bids. Not alternate. I don't have not one alternate Pro Bowl bid. I was not a I was called in to play in the Pro Bowl because Erlacher couldn't couldn't play. Like I was a starter. And and so to me sometimes I feel like that should be That should be taken into consideration as well. So Rod Smith's got uh, those two second-team All-Pros. And I don't know if Rod Smith was an alternate Pro Bowler. You see what I'm saying? So if if Rod was an alternate Pro Bowler, that's probably being taken into consideration by by those who are voting.
0: By the way, here was the company he kept. So I'm just going for one year back in 2000, yep. and we we talked about you know the Buffalo Bills maybe just having bad timing. So here was the so Rod Smith in the year 2000 had 100 catches and over 1600 yards. That's a great year. It's a hell of a year on a Super Bowl caliber team. Hell of a year. And wide receivers that year that he was competing against were Randy Moss, Terrell oh. Owens, and oh. Marvin Harrison. Oh. What were their numbers? <laughs> Better than his, because they were all they were first team All Pros, or also Pro Bowlers. So, like, I, I think Rod Smith's point is. If, if, you, if you just add some context and some nuance to the discussion, and instead of just going, it's all about the numbers, the discussion has got to carry on to the Denver Broncos on multiple Super Bowl champion teams. He was their best wide receiver. Truth. And... He had over a thousand yards receiving like eight times in his NFL career. Like the touchdowns, you know, aren't out there. I mean, he had under seventy. But fact of the matter is, when you're the best wide receiver at a position, with John Elway and Shannon Sharp was on that team, and Terrell Davis were on that team, those guys are Hall of Famers. It, it, I, I don't, I, I agree with him. I kind of see his. He struggled to get in. Yeah, There was well, a
2: struggle for him to get in. I just don't. If it was a struggle for Terrell Davis to get in.
0: Do you think that was longevity? Yes. Yeah. Like, I I think Rod Smith played over a decade in the NFL. Okay. So I I look at it and I go, I think. With
2: no first-team All-Pro bids. So you're saying you belong in the Hall of Fame with no first-team All-Pro bids.
0: If you look at the totality of his career, I would be okay with that. You know what's interesting about that? If you
2: pull up a player by the name of Carlos Dansby and you look at Carlos Dansby's st- statistical categories across the main categories of stats, and you compare them to Ray Lewis and London Fletcher, he's tremendously comparable, and I don't think he played in one Pro Bowl. I don't think he was selected to one Pro Bowl.
0: I mean, it's, popular- it's popularity contest.
2: So in the end, in the end... I think there are guys that have the accolades to to not be to not be, I guess, selected to Pro Bowl bids or you know being All Pros because you can only select so many, but yet had the type of resume that would you know call for them to be in the Hall of Fame. But I don't know how feasible that is. I don't know if you've. I don't know. Like we would have to look that up. Like how many, how many Hall of Famers that didn't make a Pro Bowl or were never a first team All Pro? How many are in the Pro? Or how many are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame?
0: Yeah, I I, I think uh, so. If you were vote, so basically what you're saying right now, Levar, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. This is the last no, thing I yeah, want to do. Don't put anything in my yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying Honestly. to. I'm not trying to steer anybody in a direction that would cause any problems on this show because that's the last thing we want to do. But what you are saying. Is that Rod Smith was a bust? Is that what you are saying? Um, well, people like me were busts. Okay, see, so this is.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, it, I it could be like perceived. It could be perceived that I don't. When was he drafted, <laughs> Rod Smith? Yeah, when was he
0: drafted? <laughs> I gotta look Let's that see. up. <laughs> Let's see uh, long, time ago. long time uh, I think, ago. I think. 90, uh, I think ninety. I want to say. I am gonna tell you right now. Ninety-five. I am gonna
2: tell you right. He went undrafted. Was he ninety five? So he's not a bust, ninety-four.
0: Yeah, I know. Listen.
2: He went undrafted. So he's not a bust. But you he, he's a success story. I went number two overall in the draft. But you don't I'm think not, he, I'm a bust.
0: You don't think he's a Hall of Famer, Rod Smith.
2: If I'm being honest, my yeah. aunt, no. Jeez.
0: I support you, Rod, for what it's worth. I mean, I didn't
2: you didn't ask me, do I support Rod? I think Rod is a dope dude. And if if there wouldn't be a better dude to to like honor that way. Like, he's a dope dude. But if you're asking me based off of the criteria of what I, I've seen and how people have gotten in or how they haven't gotten in, I would probably say he's not going to get in. Yeah.
0: It's two pros and a cup of joe here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, brought to you you're by Irish off. Spring. <laughs> the fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset you need to own the day. Irish Spring, when the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at your local retailer today. All right, so we're going to have another edition of You and You Out coming up here shortly, but for all the latest from around the world of sports, a no-doubt-about-it Hall of Famer. By the way, Eddie, do you think Rod Smith's a Hall of Famer? Uh, no. Best wide receiver... On a Super Bowl team back to back years. Yeah. He's, I mean, the, you know, he's got over 11,000 yards receiving.
4: Look, you asked me the question. I, I, you know I, what I mean? Eddie, you it's,
0: see what he's doing right here? Here's, here? The, here's the thing with me in the
4: Hall of Fames, all right? This is just me. If you if you ask me and I don't immediately answer, hell yes, not a Hall of Famer. That's that's for me. Damn, I think the Hall of Fame's frankly got a lot of people who had great careers, but to me, I think the Hall of Fame should be the best of the best. All
2: right, here we go. Here we go.
0: All right, who's A B -B? Antonio Brown? Yeah,
2: no. Oof. All
0: right, who's the who's the Hall of Famer that you're most outraged by that he's a Hall of Famer? Oh boy. Uh,
2: Hmm. some say Michael Strahan. Pro-
4: probably probably Joe Namath.
0: Ooh. Wow. Icon. Yeah. yeah. Impactful. Because well, that's where culturally, the, that's, but the stats? Yeah, eh. That's where the argument comes. Yeah, because he's got like fifty more interceptions and touchdowns in his career. Um, I think that's where the the argument people use to kind of groove in is well, can you tell the story of the NFL without this person?
2: It's like okay, well he's never been a first team all pro. And only went to one Pro Bowl. Joe Namath? Joe Namath. Yeah,
4: I mean, like I said, in the history of pro football, he definitely has like a chapter there, right? Yeah. I mean, for leading the first, you know, AFL team to the Super Bowl, that
0: kind of thing. the, the a- AFL count? So does the Fridge. It were-
1: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court, and what's next. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Having that conversation. Does the AFL count? I mean, because if the AFL counts, he is a four-time All-Star, uh, a first a first-team All-AFL. Rookie of the year, three times second team. If AFL if AFL counts, yes. If, if it's just NFL, that's highway
4: robbery.
0: What about Kurt Warner? You think he deserves to be a Hall of Famer? Uh, well, that's a good one. That one's a close one. That's a good one. I go back and forth on that. Hmm. Because the, the, the separation for him is that he took multiple teams to the Super Bowl, yeah. but he only won one of them. I know, but only one. One. He was a two-time. <laughs> hey, he was a two. He was a
2: two-time NFL MVP. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Two-time first-team All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowl, two-time NFL passing touchdowns leader, three-time NFL completion percentage leader.
0: Eli Manning time, Hall of Fame ready?
2: That now that's
0: a hard one. He's, he's going to go though. he definitely. He's going to go.
4: I agree. He will definitely get.
0: Philip Rivers was a better quarterback, and Eli Manning will be the guy that gets in the Hall of Fame. I, I wouldn't
4: Goals. I wouldn't disagree with that wouldn't disagree with that cuz I think about he- his name he's got a lot going for him the, the, playing in New York got a lot of things going for him.
0: And the thing about Eli Manning is his only playoff wins were during those Super Bowl runs. Other than that, he never won another playoff game.
4: Hey, Matt, can you let Eddie do his
0: oh, update, We're man? just talking shop here. Eddie's ready to do He's his update, Matt. Hey, Eddie, are you
2: ready to do yeah, your I'm update? Come on, let's do your I've been update. Ready Come on, day. this is your time. All let's right.
4: go. Let's, uh, let's get you update on what happened Damn. Sunday in Major <laughs> League <laughs> <laughs> Baseball. Damn! Damn.
2: <laughs> Damn. I, I, I'm talking to your uh, man. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, go ahead, e. Braves beat the Reds 7-6 in a battle of two division leaders. Atlanta on top of the NL East, Cincinnati on top of the NL Central. Matt Olson, go ahead, three-run homer in the sixth for Atlanta to help them get that win. The Brewers beat the Guardians 5-4 in 10. Milwaukee now a half game back of Cincinnati in that NL Central race. Dombombacks to beat the Giants 5-2 to avoid being swept in the series in a battle of the top two teams in the NL West. So, Arizona now with a two-and-a-half game lead on San Francisco in the division. Rays beat the Royals 3-1, Tampa Bay lead the Major Leagues and the AL East with a 54-27 record. Yankees top top, the top team in the AL West, the Rangers 5-3. Twins who lead the AL Central beat the Tigers 6-3. Minnesota with a two-game lead on Cleveland in the division. The Astros beat the Dodgers 6-5 in 10 innings in the Sunday night game in LA. Freddie Freeman in the loss for the Dodgers does pick up his 2,000th career hit. Orioles beat the Mariners 3-2. Phillies rally to beat the Mets 7-6. New York blowing this one. They had a 6-3 lead in the 8th. Then they had An error, bases-loaded walk, and two consecutive hit-by-pitch to bring in the game-winning runs. Cardinals over the Cubs 7-5 as St. Louis splits a two-game set played in London. And in the College World Series, Florida crushed LSU 24-4. But that best-of-three series tied at 1-1. Championship game tonight, winner-take-all in Omaha. Back to LaVar Arrington and Jonas Knox and the Fox Sports Radio Studios.
0: Thanks, Eddie. Two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. And now it's time for the progressive play of the day. Two and one to Freeman. Fly ball, right center, racing on back. Tucker, he can't get it. Arriving at second base, Freddie Freeman, career hit 2,000. And altogether
4: fitting and proper, it is with a double. And a standing ovation for Freddie
0: Freeman. That's courtesy of the Blowtorch. AM 570 LA Sports on the call. That's your Progressive Play of the Day. Progressive is making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. So coming up next, we're going to put a bow in this bad boy. It's another edition of You In or You Out, and it's yours right here, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. He's LeVar Arrington. I'm Jonas Knox. You can, uh, as always, listen to us from the iHeartRadio app. <laughs> There's hundreds of affiliates you can All choose day? to listen to this. <laughs> 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 Every You say that they have 210. The two, it just, two, uh, I'll never be the same. It ruins two, it, the, the ten. 210 freeway. It's oh. all. Ruins the entire thing for uh, all me. All day? All day. <laughs> all, day. <laughs> all day. You mean dollars? <laughs> like all day? Uh, but, all right. So uh, if you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. A lot of fun stuff on there. A full breakdown on the disaster that is Antonio Brown. A Trent Dilfer uh, in the news. He's not happy about some things uh, when it comes to recruiting in college football, which Feels like that'll probably make the rounds uh, at some point later on today. Very, uh, very realistic approach from Trent Dilfer to think that none of his players are going to have any coaches or anybody else in their DMs. Or, or text messages or FaceTimes or any of that other stuff. So we got into all that. Uh, but, again, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. Then we'll be back on the air coming up tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, same time, same place. It's all yours for a Tuesday edition of this show. But right now we close up shop like we normally do with a little something called this. This is really big news. Two pros in a cup of Joe want you to know. If they're in, yeah, please. Or if they're out. All right, Ethan Miller is in for Lee DeLap. lap because uh, we have no idea where Lee's at. He, I mean, he—who knows? He may be drinking. Uh, he may be, uh, you know, passed out with Todd somewhere. Uh, point is, Ethan's in, Lee's out. Lee will be back tomorrow. Ethan, what have we got today for this edition? All right, um, if you guys had
4: to, supposedly the surfing right now is the best in it's in Los Angeles, like this part of
0: the year. If your buddies hit you up and they were like, uh, "Would you want to come to Malibu right now to go surfing at six a.m.?" It's like the thing to do. Would you do it? I'm out.
2: No thanks. Uh, I would boogie board. <laughs> yeah, I'd be in the boogie board.
4: Like on the on the edge of the shore, like at the. No,
2: nah, I'd be in them same waves they're in. Just <laughs> boogie board. I wouldn't even do that. I would. I had an accident on a boogie board one time. I put my my uh my wetsuit on. I go full wetsuit because the water out here is very, very cold. Uh, yeah, put my uh, flippers on and be out that bad boy.
0: Yeah, boogie board. Summer before my senior, I think it was summer before my senior year. might have been junior year at high school. We were at Zuma. I want to say it was like Zuma 7. It was like one of those beaches out here in, in Southern California. and. We were boogie boarding, and the wave was the waves were a little choppy, and they were come started to come in a little strong. Uh-huh. And the thing about some of the beaches out here is they can have a lot of rocks, like a lot of gravel. They do. Ha-
2: they can have a lot of rocks, and
0: it'll chew your feet up. Yeah, and, and your back. Yes, and so and your chest. I was I was I was getting out of the water, and the water was picking up, and you know t- it was starting to really hit pretty hard. And as I'm walking up out of the water, I kind of stumble a little bit, and as I stumble, I, I sort of turn back around. And I had the boogie board across my body, almost like a shield. And a wave hit the board and just knocked me square in my ass and drugged me across the rocks on my back. Yeah, you don't know how to boogie board. So yeah, well, I don't clearly. So <laughs> that's I didn't, the whole point of boogie boarding is yeah, the wave hits well, you and yeah, you ride the wave. No, but I I had gotten out of the water and as I turned around, I didn't realize there was a wave coming right at me because I, I had finished up and it just knocked me down. <laughs> I and, will say I got
2: hit by a wave a few years back when we were living in in Manhattan Beach. And I was laughing because it kind of – it knocked me off balance. And I was laughing, and then the, the sand going back in pulled me down. Oh,
3: yeah. So I did go
2: down. Yes. And then I'm trying to get up, and another wave came. Yeah. It knocked me back down, and, and, and then, then I was rolling. Yes. Because then then the sand pulled me back again, yeah. my kids were laughing at me. So – that wasn't fun because I really could not get up. So uh,
0: when I got up, I'm falling and I can't get up. When I got up, I had blood all over my back because I got drugged on the rocks. Ew. And and so somebody was asking me, and I was I was already pissed off, um, just a- at the whole situation. I you know my back was all cut up, and somebody said to me, like, "Hey God, what what happened out there?" I was like, "Oh, I got attacked by a bunch of dolphins." Mm. So just like threw it, you know, off the cuff. Not a shark, though. Wrote, a for, dolphin. For, for years, people believed that story. Like, they really thought that was a true story. I had people that were like seniors coming up to me and say, hey, were you the guy that got attacked by that dolphin? In oh, Zuma? my gosh.
2: All right. What else we, thought, got? What, e, e, eat what go. we got? What we got? But oh the, point, the point
0: is. people Oh, he's the guy. That's, that's him right there. Yeah. He survived the dolphin uh, attack. But the point is, uh, people are morons and I'm out on going to the ocean at 6 All hour. right. Come all on. Right. I'm in. Cool. Come on. Let's go. All right. Um, I got another scenario. Okay, for you. scenario. Uh, you can't bring anything. It's 2 a.m. All you got is your clothes and you.
2: Uh, you go to Skid Row um,
0: to play in a rock paper scissors tournament to win 250 grand. You in or you out? I mean, I'd be in. I don't know about Lavar. I just like Le- LeVar let's say three let's just say 10 million
2: is it is it open air like <laughs> you saying skid row like skid row, where, maybe.
0: yeah what do you mean it's open? like open air. is there
2: open air like is it <laughs> under a mean? bridge or is, the the is it
0: oh, <laughs> tent sleeping bags and, yeah. uh, or
2: do you have to be in a tent like what What? where no, is no, this taking it's place just on skid row on the street on the street yeah middle of it I'm going I'm in who are you playing? Skid Row, Skid Row contestants. What? Why are we on Skid Row?
0: Yeah, it's Skid Row contestants. And what and does
2: it matter? What you're able to bring? What? What else are you bringing because other than know, your clothes? You yeah, no, you no weapons. Yeah,
0: no weapons. Why would you need a weapon? It's Skid Row. <laughs> it, All right. I mean, you're hanging out with people getting twazzled out on the side of a uh, of a street. You what know, does they, that mean? Like
2: twazzled out. What does that mean? Yeah, like drugged up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I never heard that saying. Just saying, you know,
0: a lot, lot of spoons with uh, burn marks uh, on the for bottom. For $10
2: million, you said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm going to compete for that $10 million. Paper, rock, scissors, I'm going to compete for it. I do for Why 20 not? bucks. <laughs> I grew up on Skid Row. I mean, chances are they they might not be in the proper right mind. And even if I, I lost, I won because I'm going to tell them I won and they might go for it.
0: By the way, you know what? You know, what's wild. Don't know. I'm
2: going to work my way all the way to that 10 million.
0: <laughs> like uh, you were in San Diego, right? Yes. Man, I didn't realize San Diego had some rough parts of the town. Huh.
2: Like, you, well, yeah, they you, do. You, if
0: you're cruising down San Diego, all of a sudden you hang a right or a left like oof! I came out of nowhere. Oof! yeah. Doesn't yet. isn't that everywhere? Yeah, it's like Kind of anywhere
2: you go. Every You had tourist spots, and yeah. then you had the real spots.
0: Like, like even like Honolulu. Yes. Like there's a really rough part of Honolulu. Rough parts. Yes. <laughs> that you. Yeah, uh, yeah. A part, you're, like you're, one part in Honolulu. You're, you're, you're thinking the beaches. You're thinking. Uh, I think some guy robbed a 7 Eleven with a sam- samurai sword hmm. in Honolulu not long
2: was, ago. Was that Wesley Snipes?
0: <laughs> no, it's not.
2: <laughs> I'm in for the 10 million. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm out d- of this show. A little Skid
0: Row gambling.